Yes, this is something like that with Nav. Hey, I am Nav, and uh, you're tuning into the show. We ha- it happens every week. Yeah, no specific day, but it happens weekly, maybe once a week or twice a week. And uh, it is supported by Gundang.com.my. This is the show where we chat with uh, all the artists, as many as possible. Doesn't matter if he's a comedian, singer, dancer, anything to do with arts and entertainment in the Malaysian field. Hey, that's where Nav grabs them. Nav talks to them. I'm referring myself to a third person, but okay, forget about that. Today, I got a very special friend on board. He is, uh, I've known him for a very long time, but uh, surprisingly, after chatting off air, we just realized that uh, we haven't seen each other for a long time, just like everybody else, but finally got a chance to have a chat with him thanks to his brand new upcoming album called uh, John Bungie Blues. He is the man himself. You've seen him in a couple of live sessions on YouTube and uh, radios, TVs. He's everywhere, man. And now he's on the show. Hey, Azbil, what's up, my man? Hey, man. Apa kabar? Sehat? <laughs> man. This, this is a guy, ladies and gentlemen. Let me let me tell you something about this briefly. Like, briefly. He's the kind of guy... People talk about the rock and roll lifestyle, or maybe they might just sing about it. But this guy, actually, if you know him, he kind of has that rock and roll feel going on with him. And <laughs> whenever I see him or listen to his music, I have this tagline running in my head. Uh, what was it again? He don't be a slumber, I had be a power or something like that. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, that sounds that sounds right. <laughs> that sounds right, right. That's, that's pretty much you, right? Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. I think. Um... I, well, I, you know, you do reflect on that. It's like, yeah, um, yeah, I am. Wow. Okay, cool. Then you know, pretty you, cool. You... I relax. <laughs> but when it comes to taro in the songs, you taro lah. <laughs> ah, so this is where I'm retreating, collecting chi energy. Then yeah. more kana like street fighter yeah. lah. You tarik the energy, yeah, dulu. You lost everything. Jukop, jukop lah. But what, what you is your songs are straight. Straight up, is no no such thing as beating around the bush. No too flowery stuff going on. It's it is what it is. You know, I mean, of course, you have this metaphors and there's double meanings and so on. But some of the tracks that if you really pay close attention to, uh, if you haven't had the chance to listen to Azmil, you know, uh, you know, take a look, take a listen to all his songs, and then you'll know what I'm talking about. That's that's what his songs are like when you ever get a chance to listen to it. Especially this brand new album, uh, which is upcoming, not released yet, right? It's not officially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John getting there soon. John Bungie Blues. Yes. Okay. I gotta ask the first <laughs> question. Who is John? Ah, okay. This is a funny story. Lah. I mean, like I always thought, I mean, the, the there's there's three when you're talking about the there's three symbols in that in the, the title itself, right? Three there's John, which is very common name. There's all Malay guys, so John, Bob, yeah. you know, so it's like a generic thing. Bungie, because I you know it's it's kind of a pain. Uh, to to my my the town I've lived in the last thirty odd years and and this area around here is just got its own charm so that's why those characters appear in the album like Lorianto okay um, and, and um, blues I guess is just you know it's it's not about blues genre necessarily but getting the blues everybody's getting the blues so yeah. I thought it's, yeah, the title's just about you know the regular Joe uh, this particular town having his blues. But the backstory of the who John Bunny is, ah, this is where it gets interesting. Uh, Enlighten me. I, I, <laughs> okay. I have these questions I'm going to ask, man. Yeah. 
So it was something that was parked back in my brain for a long while. So when I was first gigging at the old no black tie, that's not uh, that's on Masui, but earlier now it's uh, the rainforest or uh, inn or something as a hotel. That was the old no black tie, first one. So one of my first gigs I played, um, turns out um, it's a very famous producer, uh, Rosa Nazis, was doing sound that day. So this okay. was how it's so awesome and all that. Like, all these terror flurs. I met Manbai there, you know. Anyway, okay. um, so he's, yeah, yeah. So so Rosa is doing a sound check. I didn't introduce myself. He just said next. Okay, so I go playing. Then halfway to my sound check, he said, "Hey, stop, bro. Uh, okay, uh, bro, you dari mana? Huh? That's all he asked. Oh, me, uh, Bangi. Okay, so nama kau John Bangi. Okay. So, okay. So I'm thinking like John Bangi, mungkin sebab aku pakai spec, aku main kusi gitar, lambut macam tu, John Denver kot. Kan Denver <laughs> is a city town. <laughs> so, so, so I didn't even ask, but I kind of got it. Oh, cool. Then like, but I forgot about that. Like, hey, that's my, that could be a cool stage name, John Bangi. But I thought that was also something that I could, I like doing that lah. Stuff that, that that's amusing to myself. That kind of, sounds kind of cool and has meaning potentially. You know, yeah, use <laughs> it, it creates the curiosity to know what exactly the whole album is all about with that name itself. It's not yeah, something true, like true. yeah, Malay dude, singing my singing over there. Suddenly, a title John Bungie Blues. It's like it doesn't. <laughs> it really creates the curiosity of that album. So, is that the reason why it's called that? Just because somebody well, called? No, no, I mean like um, I mean I threw around different titles and a part of fun. That I love making albums through the years, and I really love making albums. The recording, the the conceptualizing, the ideas, the song order. I love that. I mean, the whole process is meaningful to me. It's not just the end when you get the CD to sell. For me, that's I'm kind of bummed out by then. Like, oh, I'm now I have to like play the so- uh, well, keep on playing the songs again, and again. But getting there is always fun to me. And and if people ask me, well, how how you maintain doing album? Because I enjoy the process. It's not like, oh, I gotta get a CD. So you know. So you gotta make it work for yourself. So when I was making this album, I wanted something that kind of broke away from the last three. Was a kind of a trilogy, mm-hmm. you know. Blah, blah. So I thought, okay, um, but there is a certain sense of being more specific. So I haven't, I've never done a character study album. So this is sort of like that, like you know, John Bangi, whoever this is, could be anybody. It's the everyday Joe and Jane. So the oh. songs reflected that. When when I got all the songs together, so it seemed like that kind of story, you know. Yeah, because the thing is this, okay, uh, is of course, if the shoe fits, anybody could relate to the particular album. But the thing is this, if you have a song called, uh, you have an album called John Bungie Blues, and your first ever single was called Lori Hantu. <laughs> it's, like, it's like confusing me a little bit down here, because I want to know the sense of direction, or rather the whole album, the theme of the entire album is it. Is it going to be like that for the entire one? Because you've also recently released another track called Pagasut Blues, which you'll talk about in a short while. That's yeah, a yeah. totally different thing altogether. So tell yeah. me a little bit more about this Lori Hantu thingy. I need to know, is it a double yeah. meaning, or is it, are you actually talking about the Lori itself? <laughs> Well, I think in, um, it's kind of uh, rugi lah if you write a song and there's only one one meaning and one layer to it. So definitely, all my songs is you play ada banyak layer. That's it's multiple use. So definitely it works double two ways. I think that's why. I mean, the lori hantu you, you see it a lot here because you know the, I'm from Bangi, south of KL, and you know the airport. You know, there's a lot. There's a lot. You know, you see lah. You wonder where the hell this this lori is bringing sand. Sometimes early morning. You know, sometimes you see a bunch of them. Um, so there, there's something like if you from this part of town where you see Lorian too, orang like, ah, yeah, man. Um, so, so I think it, 
it's also symbolic of like look, look what's going on here it's like ants you know you see ants crawling on a wall they you you, you also feel care oh, i must have dropped some food or the sweets you know somewhere some so you see lorianto like some hills getting getting chopped <laughs> flatter <laughs> because lorries are thinking, you know selling it to I guess it's much because knowing you and your style of your songs and stuff that you write, it cannot be just about a lorry. There must be behind <laughs> it. I don't know. I'm, I'm just translating. Okay, for me, I'm translating it as uh, who's behind it. Okay, mm, mm. The, the safety thing. I mean, mm. especially the part that you say, kalau keretangkat kat pudu, siapa kontak tu? Maksud tersirat dan terselit or whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. So it is. It does have two, three meanings to that song, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also you know, uh, it's a story. I think that, that what I love about about songwriting is that I don't get bored about it because I don't have memorize it because I visualize it. I'm a very visual guy when I write songs. People might tell you play music, so you must be you know. Actually, in my background, I study film, I teach film, um, but but you know, I've always been visual. I love drawing as a kid. So stories often I think would need to have that and. To, And people, when they listen to songs, right, you visualize things, and that's why for a long time I didn't want to do any music videos, because I mean, one is fun to do videos, but you know it takes a bit of time. But same time, well, I didn't have money lah, but that's okay. But <laughs> but same time, it's great that that I'm not interfering with their interpretation. So if I have a video, sometimes I spoil the potential of yeah. your visualization Imagine, of the imagination of yeah yeah. yeah cool. So. But then- the song actually your student helped you out if i'm not mistaken right to create this video yep he directed it um yeah so this is the second time i've done it with a film student i always want to collaborate with students but usually i'm, I'm a bit too late or i'm too busy or you know you got to catch them the right time before they, they get too busy or when or you know when they so it, it is pretty so i just i i lay it down i have a certain aesthetics now it's not just some random thing i'll tell them look um Make it very lo-fi. Low, what I mean by lo-fi, making it very, you know, um, don't think of fancy stuff. Or, you know, you can achieve something fancy without having to have the fanciness behind the scene. Do it, you know. And I always tell them, look, you're, you got your generation, you got a camera in your pocket everywhere you go. You can make movies anytime, you know. Um, yeah. And, you know, probably because it's so ubiquitous, we, 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 we take it for granted. So... So I just want to encourage that. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy collaborating with, with anybody. So I always see my students and, hey, yeah, if I think there's a sensibility, that's also quite important. Seeing them as a, you know, as a student, like, hey, this guy, okay lah. That's very important to me. It's not so, so much, but... Uh, do they get extra grades for coming out? Uh, no, 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 no. This is something separate. Uh, that's the first thing I've got to clear. Yeah, this <laughs> is something, something for your soul. <laughs> yeah, because that was my first question. Because uh, first thought, because I was thinking that okay, if I'm a student right now, my next project is definitely going to be Asbil's next next album, <laughs> and so on, so called whatever albums you're going to come out with, man. But it was an amazing <laughs> video. Like what you said, it's like a lo-fi. And uh, one thing about you is that I've noticed through the years and through your music video, uh, you also like to implement on the simplicity of things. You don't like to yep. complicate things so much, because yep. as much as you have too many things going on in a music video, it kind of takes away the essence like uh, one of the yeah, music videos uh is i think it was the soundtrack uh, for uh girlfriend aku pontiana or something like that oh yes yeah 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 we got olena even yes. that also much you have the movie clips going on behind your particular role performing was straightforward nothing too complicated it was just nice going on down yes. there 
and he had yeah. so many other songs that actually had that feel. So I can just focus on you and the song, nothing more. I don't have to complicate yes. more. Yes. And yes. This this particular song, Lori Hantu, I kind of like the green screen effect on the whole thing. <laughs> you, you, and only you, nothing else. But yes. even the Lori. Yes. Which yes. is a beautiful track, which is nice. Uh, for those who haven't checked it out, you might as well like uh, <laughs> YouTube it. Is it on Spotify? Yes, I'm uh, not Spotify yet. I just having on uh, my YouTube trying to get a Check channel out. running. Yeah, and you have an <laughs> idea. But what about the rest of the songs? Uh, I mean, the whole theme. Does this album have a theme in the sense of the type of direction you're heading to? I mean, does it uh, have the anything? It is it, loud. I um, mean, it's kind of very, very. Uh, what you call it? Um, it's like the landscape the, that is here on at let's say three o'clock in the afternoon on a hot day. I will put it that way. You know, it's like gee, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a middle of the day kind of, you know, oh, fucking hot man. Ah man, they blast it on and okay, okay, it's like turning this on album on. It's like turning on the fan. You know, <laughs> ah. so but ah, so it doesn't necessarily cool you off right away. But okay lah, now. Okay, the, the, there's a backbeat to this, this this bloody heat and um, dust. and So it's got that sort of... Uh, because I recorded it live. Um, okay. Ten songs we did in three hours. I did it in last November. Very You're kidding me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So very small because um, it's just a trio. It's just me, um, Christopher Chong on bass. Uh, okay. he's, been, he's been filling in for, for Orkis Padu a lot. So I kind of like, I've got to know. And, and he he's, was available. And uh, my drummer's Ama Kairi. He's my bandmate in Maharaja Commission, my noise rock band. But he also sometimes plays in uh, Okispadu Feeling. But he's also a member. Um, but it was very quick. I had the songs. I written it in the span of 12 months before last November. So the songs were very fresh. And I was, I was right. And, and I actually want to make it acoustic, sort of like uh, Bob Dylan's John Wesley Harding album, you know, yeah. just bass drum, you know. So we tried it acoustic, it just didn't work. There was a gig coming up, I wanted to try this, and Okispadu, the guys were busy, so I just did this little trio with Amar and Chris. Just try it off. Got a gig played, and well, then I just brought my telly, plugged it in, put the distortion, and okay, then I did. This is it. It's meant you needed to wear it, you need to put these pants on. Different <laughs> feel altogether, look. Completely, it just lifted the songs, and I think both of them they're great. Ama and Chris, uh, um, I mean, these guys, uh, you know, they're the journeyman anytime. So, I mean, I think that's why my 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 working culture in, in running a band or even doing my albums is often very, um, I'm very pragmatic, you know. Uh, so, sometimes I joke about it. I think I joked with my friend Reza about this. I say, you know, sometimes, um, um, I let my budget determine the genre, <laughs> you know. So, so you know, because like I mean, probably that's why I've been doing folk early on because it's you know I've got songs. I don't have a band, but I've got a recorder. I can I can make this happen, and and suddenly you hear an album somewhere, you know, you you and then you realize that hey, that's legit. That was very important to me. I think that's how I got into this singer songwriting. I didn't even know what singer songwriter was. So I just solo, you know, solo guy, you know. Um, but you didn't know because you have released more tracks than most of the year. I mean, full-fledged whatever recording artists you want to call them or whatever you want to say. <laughs> you released more songs than anyone that I've known, man. It's like, <laughs> true, it's, I, I lost count how many tracks that you gave. Even in 2016, you had a long list of songs over there. And you say, yeah, you yeah, yeah. come on, man, it's natural. It's something, something that's in you, I guess. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I joke it sometimes. Sometimes it's a it's a problem. I pick up like like the last maybe two years, I pick up guitar because I, now my time is limited. I got kids, you know. So, I, but I've written those songs while while babysitting or parenting. Surprisingly, um. So it's a myth that you know you gotta go hide somewhere. That used to be our work, but adaptability is so important, man. You gotta adapt. It's just like it's COVID world we live in. If you don't adapt, you you perish. Well, so in I some guess. <laughs> So sorry. In some cases, uh, some some singer songwriters actually use the children as an inspiration to uh, further write songs. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I've kind of um, surprising. I wouldn't say I haven't. I've got some ditties that's written with and for them. But I'm surprised I'm not getting in that whole sentimental thing. I thought I'll be like like Jackson Brown or <laughs> something <laughs> like you know or like tiba tiba emo gila you know dah dah nak ya. That's why I, I got more garang. I got more garang actually. Surprisingly, because the late nights because of the kids or what? <laughs> and no, I think because used to they start growing up, you used to scold more. Hey, hey! So like oh. getting the energy. <laughs> you better give credit mention to the kids on this album, man. If it wasn't oh, for them. Oh, definitely, definitely, definitely. The other track that you released also uh, recently, which is uh, uh, Penghapus Blues, is right? Penghapus Blues. Penghapus Blues. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that one I have a strong feeling it's something to do with politics. Yes, 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 most definitely. I mean, like I think, I mean, when when these songs came about, in I started writing them around 2018. I mean, that's when all the elections. I mean, it's in the air, man. You yeah, know? I it's, mean, it's, you you choke on it. Oh man, politics again. You know, so so it's like so you couldn't avoid it. So I I had that one song, and I think I directed it. It, it it's you know when you write songs, sometimes it's it's just like when you you're in prayer you need to focus or something same thing with songs you just need to have some protagonist or or, or villain that you need and that just fires everything up so it just happened to be the dude who just got uh, you know charged last week um anyway <laughs> but 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 he was that visualization but the song could be anything it's about people who who, who you know are corrupt who plunder and Actually, when you look at his yeah it's, it's about history really Yeah, no matter when you write the song, it's always relevant to the present date, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, It doesn't matter. Uh, 2018, 2015, or maybe 1998. It's still relevant true. today when it comes to politics. Which true, is true, nice. true. Because the thing is, the thing is, like writing songs is such. Uh, let's let's let me be very honest with you. It's like a lot of people kind of uh, have this afraid the tendency to be. Played safe when it comes when it comes to writing songs about such. Do you ever face that, or you just like this is your form of expression and you don't really care about it? Um, maybe when we when you first started, I mean, definitely if you're just starting off, you're kind of nervous. But when the opportunity to to do that was so scarce, you know, when I started playing, you know, when I came back from Australia, I was there for my degree, came back. Uh, this is just I missed the 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 I I was I was really depressed. I was in this little town called Perth. I missed the 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 height of Malaysian indie underground man, like ninety seven, ninety eight, ninety nine. I was in this 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 backwater town. Anyway, uh, when I came back, you know things kind of settled down, and you know there was no such thing as open mics back then. If you still remember, there's nothing, you know. So so even when I came back for holidays late nineties, uh, we crashed a party. I'll tell you one story later on about Ami Yusuf's bar. Ami Yusuf, the singer right oh, yeah. there, bar. Like, So we crash into it. I'll tell you that story later. But anyway, but but starting off like that because when you don't have, it doesn't happen a lot. When it comes, you do it, you know. And so it's not a matter of choice. It's like, hey, this is happening. You want or not? 
I'm not doing anything else. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So you'd get nervous, but that nervous is short, way. I like that nerve. Yeah. yeah. Like me going on a date for the first time. Like, how? Huh? You know, that kind of like adrenaline. You got to be in it for different other things. It can't yeah. be just about the performance. It's got to be, you feel excited because it's a, it's a new thing. Um, and almost that, that, as you said, I mean, it's a form of expression that I think I discovered I have uh, an ability for. Whether I, I think early on, a lot, I think a lot of songwriters or any, especially songwriters probably, because when you write songs, you start thinking in terms of it as an industrial product. Or well, write a song, I must sell it. This song must fit this. Of course, all of us come from that because you grow up, you listen to radio and you know what's popular. But then when, when I discovered the subculture, you know, you know, punk, even like looking at rock and roll history, the blues, when you start yeah. going back, you realize like, hey, these guys didn't do it because like, uh, this is my next single. I hope you like it. You know, it's more like, hey, man, like, this is it, you know. So, so happened, somebody recorded it, you know, that kind of thing. So this, these songs are out there. They're alive. Um, they're breathing. And whether somebody records them or not. And that's why I think great songs are. And you capture that. Instead of trying to mold something. Yeah, it's, know, it's, it's, it's a word for it. It's like something. Uh, I forgot. Reefa mentioned the word. I totally forgot. I was the word. I, I get <laughs> it's like it's like it's not natural. It's this just to give what people want, you know. Yeah. That's it, what the market wants, and it is true, very true, man. Because what are you doing? That that punk culture. That's where the true essence comes out. You really people relate to it more than whatever the so-called manifested kind of songs that's going on yeah. on the yeah. airplane right now. That's, that's true. That's true. That's true. And and it's almost like. Um, yeah, it's it's got a better better finger on the pulse. What's going on, and that that's what really changed me. I mean, early on as a budding, you know, I never thought I could 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 get into this kind of thing. And then I realized just doing it, you, know, you meet friends, and then like, hey man, you want to play here or like, hey, let's start jamming. And that's that's how my other kind of bands come about is with friends. So, um, but you know, but but I wouldn't change a thing. But you know, um, you you there's one point in when you're doing this after a while, you start to realize like your place in this world. Uh. And I think that's sometimes very hard for, for a lot of people to kind of swallow, you know, it's, it's a bitter pill to swallow. Like, okay, I guess um, I don't fit in here. Okay, what do you do? Do you retreat? Or for me, like, if I don't do this, I've been doing this, I'm not doing it for them. Right? I'm, yeah, I like this. I'll do it, lah. you know? Yeah, but you still, you still, <laughs> uh, there's no good. Yeah, yeah, don't complain. I'm, and and uh, that's also a very important thing, I think, that Cherry Makan bit also about, you know, sometimes you got to do things, it's not music, but to get by. And, you know, there's no harm to that. I think sometimes we, you got to be more flexible. I think that that's where, and look, I mean, you look at even the greatest legends, you know, everybody's got their humble start. And it's not, it's not, it's not chronological. I think people think that humble start is the beginning only, humble. That you're going to be humbled throughout your life, you know. And it's fine. You know, people think like, oh, I'm humble. I'm, I'm 40 and I'm back to that. So, no, man. I mean, like, life has ups and downs, right? And yeah. that's what shit, that's what, this, that's the shit that songs are made out of, man. Leverage on that. See, yeah, I sound yeah. like inspiration. kind of a... It is, it is true because, like, <laughs> it's a habit of mine's like, uh, before I even chat with anybody, I'll just do my homework. I'll listen to every single track I can mm. think of, recap. And that's what I've noticed when I was listening back to back on your tracks. 
you know, from way back then, from 2011 or something like that, till uh, till today. That's the feel I got because when I was listening to the lyrics, because your song, it isn't just about the music; it's also about the lyrics and how people get connected to their daily lives and scenario that's happening all around. Something that you rarely find because let let's face it, dude. You listen to songs too. I mean, whatever songs is going on, it's always about love. It's always mm. about breakup. It's all about how how popular I am, how much money I make, or how broke I am. But the reality, the facts of life, is hardly written in a song. It's very rare you find that. It's like maybe yeah. out of ten songs, you might find it in one or two. But in your case, I think I pretty much found in every single song that I heard, man. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, you nailed it. I mean, it's like for me, it's like. You've got this resource which is around you every day, and you are right about something that's not there. And you're gonna make up for me. It's also like, man, life throws you lemons. Why don't you write a song about lemons? <laughs> you know, like, um, or you know, this, this, you know, everyday life is a lot more. I've through through my experience and my my travel and you know, or whatever I get into, it's it's always been that you know I find everyday life way more fascinating than it's made up to be. Um, and this is from a guy. I mean, I grew up. I was a movie freak. I, why you think I wear glasses? People think. I mean, it makes me look smart, lah. Uh, but you know, when I finished SRP, I remember I, I there was a illegal video store down here. We live on the hill, so go down bicycle. I used to rent videos. Ten VHS tapes, bro. Yes. Yeah, this, this is what this is what millions don't understand the pain. Like bicycle was that okay? And I will watch movies. I'll just watch movies upside down. And of course, I was. Um, I think we all brought up to see, in a certain way, we're shaped to to appreciate film, music, every you know, happiness, sadness, what dreams and joys are supposed to be, and then you know, probably sometimes reality hits hard, or sometimes you or you can be forever just be in that, never get out of that, you know. Um, so things happen in my life, like in my my late teens, my early twenties. My twenties was quite tumultuous. I mean, I think that's why there's that's that's why all the good songs are right when things are kind of like. Uh, <laughs> so that's why if, if that that's a simple thing. I mean, if one if people ask like, "Wow, you write a lot of songs, why?" Eh? Well, you know, this what they say about good stuff. You know, it comes when you know times are hard or something shitty is going on. So exactly. I wish I could write songs, man. The amount of shitty things that happen in my life. <laughs> so that's why, yeah, I want to be conduit. I want to be representative of 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 of. I know. I mean, like all of us out there, you know. Um, I mean, there's authors who I, I appreciate. Writers, I wish I could write novels. Um, you know, I, I see that my my work is literary because um, people, like you said, could be really in the lyrics. I and I think I'm, this is something I, I come to conclusion um, through the years because I realize that my audience isn't so much the guys in the music gigging scene. They're there for sound, for you know. Um, the feel of the whole thing. The feel, yeah, not so much to listen. And, you know, let's face it; it's kind of hard to hear sometimes lyrics in venues, unless it's acoustic. Um, but you know, but but I just you realize that okay, I I play some bookstore gigs and CDs move, and you know, and be some random um mom with a baby in a stroller, and after the show, you come, yeah, hey, I heard, I heard your songs. I like it. I like the words. Well, can I buy an album? It's like, wow, cool. So you know, so 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 I think that's why it gets interesting because we don't. This is my 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 take on it. Like I think music has a larger purpose beyond just being something entertainment. Yeah, our emotions are there, but I think it serves larger thing. Just it's just not being given the due kind of like look. Music is as as I me mean, like when Bob Dylan won the won the Nobel Prize for literature. You know, people went saw right. Well, hey, 
people know Bob Dylan song more than whatever the best novels written. Okay, <laughs> you know, not everybody gets to sit down and read a novel. The reach of them, yeah, yeah, resonation of the songs, man. So I, I suppose it's not music per se; it's songs. I think that's also something that we need kind of sign out, kind of like be more specific about. The songs are the ones that travel, you know. Um, and it, maybe this could also be a contributing factor for uh, your songs because. Um, Unlike most people that I've heard or most songs that I've listened to, yours has a little more on the simplified lyrics in terms of choices of words and so on, which doesn't make me want to go back and look for a dictionary just to double check. <laughs> the you know, it's simple, straightforward. Okay, yes, it has several meanings to it. Mm -hmm. Okay, but it's much easier for people to grasp. Doesn't matter who, what's your intellectual level like from the top to the lowest. Or maybe whatever lifestyle you've been in, the words that you choose to write in your songs is so much simplified. Makes it people, yeah. it makes it easier for people to actually understand the whole thing. Because some True. people, you know, you know, like some English songs, people like to use bombastic words <laughs> or like some stuff that I really need to go back to my to get a thesaurus dictionary or go online and look for the meaning in the word. You know, it doesn't make sense at all. But yeah, is, <laughs> it, it sounds nice, but it ends up if people don't understand it, what's the point, right? That's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I think this is where, where when it comes to lyric writing, um, uh, I, I was for a long time. I was really, I was just start writing in English, and you always want to find your voice. I think that's always important. I kind of found it, found the English voice. The Malay voice came later, and I was, I was very, I would say in a way, I'm comfortable writing Malay because. Again, Malay is such a poetic language, and you know you can't play around with. You can't even move it. You know, as it's not as pliable. A certain, I mean, it's quite long, right? When you think of yeah. syllables, Malay, Malay words, syllables are long. You know, you know, like wala bagaimanapun. You know, it's so long, right? So anyway, but um, but those things also sometimes inform what the need for simplicity to, and you know, to to get story across. But it's also very. I would describe it this way because having a film and TV background is is that is is very documentary like. It's very um uh, if you if you're familiar with this film movement called the Italian neorealism, you know it's sort of like it's every day, you know you kind of like everyday language. So I was always always my had my ears open when I'm in public hanging out kopitiam whatever. Sometimes not being a not being a you know a busybody, but you capture the way people speak and those things really I find interesting the way friends say things um, they're very conversational um, it yes. sounds like a friend is singing to you you know exactly takes, I, I, yeah. I have a life motto communicate don't complicate yes exactly exactly don't like you, you, you can eat like that exactly. <laughs> it sounds good but it sounds really sophisticated and all but at the end of the day like when nobody gets it it's just a waste of words man yeah. it's, it's really yeah. a waste of words but also, I was watching the uh, AEW sessions you had recently, uh, your live sessions. One part of your conversations and between songs, you were saying that you also try to save on uh, talking about simplicity, save on chords. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I, I don't know. I wouldn't know jack about chords and whatever, man. I couldn't differentiate <laughs> one thing to another. But this is that really true? Is that do you do you really save on chords and so on? This well, is for the guys who really yeah, play. They, they, they did this were it was a joke. I mean, if you come to my live shows, that's what my live shows are different from from just listening my music on anywhere else because I banter. You know, I like telling jokes. Actually, I'm a uh, I'm a I'm a I'm a what you call it? Uh, 
always admire uh, stand-up comedians. So I have that. that between songs is my chance to, to you know, talk off or say something, some observations. So sometimes, yeah, yeah, just crack the crowd. So one day I thought like, you know, I always, I always love how, how sometimes, you know, we, 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 especially environmental language, environmental, you know, save the planet, save the earth. You see, humans are the one need saving, brother. Okay. <laughs> you know, the planet is okay. So I thought like, okay, how about like, people always say, save this, save that, like, I always joke and I look at my stuff. So my songs are simple. I use three chords, four chords, and that, you know, that's the rock and roll thing, three chords and the effing truth, you know? So I thought, hmm, okay, how about I do that as a banter? You know, my songs have very few chords. I can talk about the next song that has only three chords. You know, it, so so that gets me kind of like, uh, that, that informs sometimes the kind of stuff that I would, I would dispense in conversation. But it's also something to say, like, well, man, you don't need that much cost to write a song, man. Yeah. That's probably a simple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had that doubt because, like I said earlier, I have no idea about chords, man. I wouldn't know anything about chords. <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing I know how to play is a CD player. That's the only <laughs> thing. <laughs> that's going out vocal, already. CD players are hard to find, yeah, man. Exactly, oh. man. Life goes on. Life <laughs> yeah. goes on. What can I say? And uh, you, apart from music, you're also teaching, right? You're, you're lecturing on uh, film and uh, movies or something like that? Yeah. I teach uh, I teach film and filming arts program in, in Sunway University. So uh-huh. I've been there. Yeah, it was good, man. I mean, uh, I was in a pre- another institution before. I had some friends teaching there and went to see some shows. It was like ages ago, more than 10 years ago. They're like, wow, this place is kind of cool. Um, you're, you're, you're in the company of other creatives. You know, it's a bit different. Um, you know, I ha- had a hit, this lady who's, who's very gung-ho, you know, about the arts. And so, and, you know, I had by then, I realized, you know, teaching, I'm good at it. I discovered I can do this and it's meaningful to me. So I said, okay, I could use a job, man. So why not? You know, so I, that's how I got into teaching and, and it, teaching alone is just not enough. I've been like, you know, what do you do with knowledge? So you do research. So then my academic uh, career came up career you could say you know um, they started writing articles and sending journals going to conferences and doing interesting stuff that i care about like i would do about music subcultures mm-hmm. um, stuff that you know that that, that really rallies me i feel I'm, I'm i'm lucky to have that opportunity having a that kind of day job you know it doesn't feel like a job at all man um and informs my my work you know so i think yeah does that affect your your on the musical side because having a balance of teaching and then writing songs and performing at the same time <laughs> it's, it's and now you're a dad. You've been promoted to a dad. That makes it. Man, <laughs> I mean, it's better. But in the terms of timing, is how, how do you juggle all these things, man? Yeah, I tell you, man, it's a it's a juggling act. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, that's that. That's when uh, when when we we said earlier in the show, you know, the kind of the kind of rock and roll life. Um, you know, it can be anything. Like, I think rock and roll can be like rock rock by baby. Then you roll on the floor, sleep. You know. But you know the rock and roll life is 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 um, this is probably one of it. You know, trying to balance things out. Um, um, but how how you say how would I put it? I'll put it that then like it after you put some perspective to it, it's okay. It actually has more meaning to to what I do. You know, in the past, you know, if I was playing, I was sitting a, a gig and. Stay up really late, you know, came back, come back next morning, you know, like you crash for the whole day. Now it's like, you know, if I'm at a gig and I don't want to hang around, you know, 
I can just use excuse. Oh, I gotta put kids to sleep. Many, many, many ways, man. This is the what the <laughs> is me your kids are using your kids' name to escape a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I them, them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you owe them big time, man. And speaking <laughs> of, you, you were saying something about uh, crashing a party at the army user's place. I think it was somewhere in uh, Damansara, right? Yes, uptown. Uh, so <laughs> this is funny. So me and my 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 good friend from college, his name is Alex. Okay, so um, we I, we had my first band together with him. Um, so so that time he was here, I was I was in Perth. I came back for holidays, and it was December. And he said, "Hey, there's this place there. You can play this thing. It's called the open mic. The or or the, I think there's no. He didn't say the open word open mic. He didn't just said, hey, we can we can play before the bands. Uh, you know, okay. So he brought I brought acoustic guitar. I don't pick up anything." So it was uptown. We got there, and the place was called what's it called? X Place, sir. Yeah, X Place. X Place, guy, nah. Place. <laughs> there was just balloons. I was like, I mean, you know, it's a bar, but why is there balloons? I was like, it was like seven o'clock night. So we went in, and the, there was a bar guy at the door. Say, oh, sorry, tonight is a private party. It's Ami's birthday. Oh, okay. Shit, man. I mean, I travel all the way from Bangi, you know. And my, my friend also got bummed out, so he sat by the curb playing guitar. You know, it looks like a very romantic, very romanticized idea. Like, oh, see, I mean, it was very funny. Lah. But after a while, we were like, hey, you know, let's just go in. Lah. Let's wait when the party started already. You know, maybe, I mean, Yusuf is there. You know, maybe he's already, you know, he's already kind of into it and maybe his mood is better. You know, we can just come in and like, can we crash it? And it worked. So when the party was on, we just went in with a guitar. So, and because there, there was nobody, I don't know how we got in. And we, they just opened the door and let us in. Yeah, we look weird in after. Yeah, probably look. <laughs> yeah, probably we had a guitar, right? Yeah. Then we saw, um, I think I mean, you saw behind the bar, the girl. He's like, hi, I'm here. Say, can, can we like, uh, can we like play before you guys play? Like, yeah, man, good. Like, oh, so we think we did three songs. That was like, the the who's who of the theater scene was there. I, I recognize because see them newspapers. Harry F. Iskandar was there. I think all these other guys. This was where they were partying, right? So it was fun night. I mean, we just hung on like, wow, this is, you know, and this is in shop lot. I mean, it didn't hit me then. Like, wow, sad. You know, I was 20. What did I know? I, I had never been to a, been, I had never been to gigs by then. I'm kind of late, you know. I didn't, I didn't go to underground gig till later on. So by the way, <laughs> So that was our that was my debut at a, at a, at a venue 1997 crashed uh, at X place yeah ah that's the very same time well, it's almost the same time since I came to KL yeah I think uh, so you know, the same age, I think it's around there like 90s uh, I mean season actually when all the the gigs the underground gigs yes. and all that's when it all started moving on started. from that point of time X place yeah. was one of the uh, I think the pioneers of starting that open mic thingy man. Ah, uh, that's right. A lot of open mics uh, happened over there. If I'm not mistaken, like if I'm not mistaken, that time I wasn't too familiar with the scene yet. But uh, that's how it is. But for now, how how do you find the scene? I mean, you you you're pretty well known going for geeks and so on, performing and all. But how's it changed so far? Don't let's not talk about COVID. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, I'm I'm sharing the bill sometimes with. Performers who could be my own kid, man. If I had a kid when I was 20, I mean, I'm 40 and you know, 20, 21, 24, you know, like half my age. Um, audiences are new, but I find that I'm misbehaving more 
It's a whole different. But but it's fine. <laughs> but the funny thing is that you that, that you have to reintroduce yourself to to audiences, right? Because it's different, and that's why I think I I my background teaching kind of made that okay. I don't feel like nobody knows me, man. That's kind of depressing. I you've been playing also, and nobody knows you. That's kind of um, sad. But but I think part of it, if you want to keep on playing, is also trying to make yourself relevant to the times and whether it's your songs or your personality or your banter or you just gotta you gotta keep on doing it and but also the material must fit whoever is in the crowd you know the age group um, but but i don't don't let those things burden you you just have a lot of songs lah. i mean that's yeah. why i thought i write a lot of songs so you know which one this way but it's instead of instead of worrying about uh, uh people not familiar with your stuff yet or familiar with you this is your chance to uh, reinvent yourself at the same time because sometimes when people get too comfortable with who they are it's like they tend to take it easy no nothing new nothing seems to be fresh and so on but at least yeah. in this way people are like okay you get it push it you get to try to bring out some new stuff like like for example like john bungy blues at this particular time is a brilliant brilliant thing to do man this was very very t- the moment i mean i'm talking about covid <laughs> He gets to perform. This particular album comes out at the right time, and uh, well, I wouldn't want to say reintroduce. You already known in the scene, so uh, the, <laughs> but to music, some audiences, maybe, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but at least this 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 album has to be heard over and over again in order for you to understand, and all, also in order for you to understand John Bungie Blues. Go back to every other track that uh, Azmil has ever <laughs> composed, then you'll understand it much. Much better. It's it gives you a different feel altogether. You start listening to music slightly different than your usual way. Yeah, treat treat my treat my songs and albums like a movie of by a director. Lah, I'm not fancying myself being a thespian director, but just the attitude that 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 is that there is this certain um that there, there's a own mini universe lah of Asmail songs <laughs> where they kind of interact, you know. And if you listen enough, and you're like, hey, I, ah, that kind of reminds me of that. Uh, it just gets richer and it's richer for me too because those older songs speak back to me and i think that's always interesting you do we like to think we own songs we like i wrote that sometimes you know this might sound mystical but you 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 kept something i don't know you know something just can explain you 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 got a guitar on and you start strumming something comes out i've had those moments songs just appear one shot like that ampang park ep that i released a couple of years ago all the songs were spontaneous. I found it in my phone and I listened it back. It's like, I never wrote this down. I've never had the lyrics, but I was feeling really, you know, you know like you're getting the blues, you know, you're just alone. You just, it's very meditative to me. And it just so happens that I have the ability to make it in a song. And if, if you have a song and it's not listened to, it's like making a film, you keep your film in your hard drive or what? Yeah, so exactly. I see music, yeah. So I see music making as that also. This, I always uh, listening yeah. to uh, artists. I mean, uh, I enjoyed artists who keep on releasing stuff continuously yeah. because you, once you start liking the music, you anticipate for more. It doesn't matter so, whether it's big scale or small scale; you anticipate a bit more. And I think you have got the formula right in that part. It's like you keep on making your music and just bringing it out. Don't care. Apa jual tak jual belakang kira. Just bring yeah. out the music, man. That's the whole idea. That's how yeah. people get put on to your music. And I must yeah. say that. I I have to add this add on to this conversation that one of my favorite tracks from your entire career it has to be Makan Gajila. 
<laughs> Classic, yes. Yeah, you, you have a remake of it. Some of you guys, somebody made a remake recently, right? Kurang Gaji or something. Yeah, yeah. We a friend of mine, Wijun from uh, Kino Visual Pictures, him and uh, Benji, they, they, they had this idea. We here we we're, we're collaborating on the Pengasuh Blues music video actually. So we're, we're in the plan planning to do that. So, but we wanted to shoot it just actually before MCO happened, and then MCO happened, and everything had stopped, right? Um, we couldn't shoot. Then he had this other idea of doing this sort of like getting different musicians covering one of my songs because my songs are easy to cut, you know, they're the four chords repeated. Um, and and they brought it up during MCO. Okay, let's let's do this and say that's fine. Let's get on with it. And we did it remotely. He did figured it out himself. Uh, um, he we we chose Makangaji because I think that's the you know you 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 could cut, come up with something that's very heartfelt and like. We will survive together, you know that kind of stuff. But but you know, I know lah for you, ah, you know. So 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 maybe I just repurpose makan gaji again to like okay, MCO, tak ada gaji, kurang gaji, and the visuals. I think the kind of the the mood that song incites also. Yeah, it's not really yeah, fitting. Seriously, it's like as much as I felt depressed at the very first time I heard the song about kurang gaji, which is the life of most of our <laughs> entertainers. <laughs> Yes, yes. It was entertaining. The song was pretty much entertaining, man. Yeah, for the Thank benefit you. of listeners uh, who's listening to this podcast right now, please remember to check it all out. Just head on to YouTube. Just go on to uh, look for Azmil Yunor. That's yeah. A Z M Y L. Second word, Yunor. Y U N O R. And you find the entire list of his songs. You can also find him on Spotify. Uh, follow him on uh, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and YouTube. YouTube. Subscribe. Hit yeah. subscribe. That's the most Hit important. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah, no, no, just, that's the word, uh, the key word. Uh, you, I don't know whether you buy the album or not, but the most important thing is subscribe and follow me yeah. on Instagram. That seems okay, to be. Well, I, I want to start band called Subscribe, man. It's like, <laughs> I will subscribe. It's like, yeah, I think, subscribe. I think song, like, you should come up with a song with that one, man. Looking forward for that. It's like I'm, I'm confused of what's happening to the the, the entire scene. From the moment, from the days of making music and just enjoying your music, now you got to go so many things to do. Like even when I came up with this, no, dude, you got to have Instagram, you got to have Facebook, you got to have Spotify, you got to have Twitter, you got to have this and that. It's like a yeah, fuck. Tell me, man. man. Tell me, man. Tell me about it, man. I mean, like, and you know, no choice but to get into that, right? It's like, oh, I use it to to promote my shows, and you yeah. know, you you. But at the same time, part of the appeal is like the people want to. Peep into your private world. I said, "You all this while having for breakfast." Hi, what are you guys doing? You know, but I'm not into that. So I'm just so maybe that's why I don't, my hits isn't so high because I'm not I'm not allowing you into my private world. I, um, I try, but I don't know what yeah. am I doing. I just I why? just can't. It's like yeah. you know, like Instagram. You're supposed to post pictures of yourself. You know, yeah. keep on posting pictures. I instead <laughs> of looking at my face every morning in the mirror, why do you think yeah. I want to take of myself and post it over yeah. there? It's yeah, like, very jarang. You know, same my my you see. Pictures I see, like even my wife said when she she went to my photo albums last time. Be when when I, last time film ah, you got to take photo, you got photo album, yeah. By the way, not not file in a computer. This the is original she, Instagram. <laughs> yes, sorry, oh, you got to open. She said all your photos don't have you one. <laughs> why? So, why? Don't have to. But yeah, but but yeah, I mean like yeah, this is. I think you you. You got to be more. Um, the the word is to be. I think, be savvy about using these things. You you yeah. got to use somehow if you want to promote music. But I don't think you just got pander to it. Like for example, 
I'll give you an example that's really on my mind lately. It's about, you know, I'm going to release this album, John Bangi Blues. I'm still going to print it, by the way. That's why I say the launch, album launch isn't this virtual thing. Hi, guys, it's launch. Here's a link. That's not <laughs> launch to me. The launch is like, here's a CD, man. Okay. Yeah, I, know you can, I can sign it. You know, I can do something with it. Um, so, I'm, so hopefully, I want to get it out by September. But the same thing is that, that, like everybody's going like, oh, it's, it's available on this and all streaming platforms. I want to be more ex- exclusive. Yeah. Probably just say like, that's, only YouTube. That's, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. It's like, I mean, I'm a bit old school. I'm a bit old school. Mm. It's like when it comes to your favorite artists, your favorite music, you want to have that solid copy, something to remember. Because the moment yeah. you put something online, it's just six months. And that's yeah. it. People forget about it. And then maybe they stumble upon it after a year later. But when you it have this. sometimes. It, yeah. You know, like the CDs you have, the old collections or whatever. It doesn't matter if it's CDs, it's vinyls or yeah. cartridge, yeah. cassette. You still remember. It gives you some kind of memory. It's like a memorabilia. You know? It's like yeah. something you really hold on to. But these days, everything is all digital. Which is like, I don't have anything to yeah. hold yeah. on to, man. And it's more fun as 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 if you make albums yourself, like I do. It's it's more fun to conceptualize album because you want a sleeve, you want the photos, you want some thematic coherence. You know, like wow, you know, like and you think of your favorite albums. Hey, they did it this way. Wow, I want to try this too. You know, now it's just like hey, let's take photo, upload, upload. Ah, it's my new release. This guy very anticlimactic, lah. Share share for two weeks and then people forget about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I think we got to get ourselves that quandary. I understand people do that because probably that's what's familiar to them. But I think we, we've got to resist, you know, like, like just still. I mean, I'm glad, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's a big music buying collector scene, right? In, in, in Malaysia, online, Facebook, you know, and these guys, these guys are lifeblood too. And they often don't get, it's very interesting because in what I do as academically, I'm also researching about popular music, culture. So one of the things is that, Often when we talk about music making in academia, at least from what I see, because I'm not in the field of music, uh, music studies, more sociology of music, and you look at it is that all the focus is on the instrument and the notes and the player. People forget the larger culture, like who, who consumes this? Um, under what conditions does this album make? Why does this, al- why is this album resonate now in 2020, not last year or the year after? You know, that kind of thing. And that kind of gets lost in the... Sadly, la, like, like, I think music writing is pretty much dead now in Malaysia. That's where I think a lot of stories come out. I remember for me, it was going to the magazine shop and peeling open the magazine and reading Rolling Stones or, you know, yeah, the, 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 the article, the feel. You're reading, you know, like, if I said, Uncle, see me, you want to get the story you're reading, you know? So, yeah. so that's, I mean, that, that seems like very far fetched, but really, uh, in, in terms of, we're just talking about releasing album CD, but, for me, that's the larger part of the culture. That's exactly. yeah, that's removed. Um, and I don't think it's people are saying, "Oh, it's gone forever. Everything's gone to shits." No, man, it isn't, man. Oh, it, it, it's, it's, just, it's exactly yeah. a cycle. Like our OAG just yeah. recently decided to come up with their uh, vinyls. Oh, I mean, vinyl pre-order. of the album. Yeah. Yeah, this is coming. So pre-order your albums if you want their songs in vinyls. They print it on yeah. and pass it over to you, which is yeah. I find it to be brilliant. I mean, they should start yeah. having. Like that, it doesn't matter, man. I mean, of yeah. course, people have don't have the equipments to play the music, but the yeah. paling paling buso also la, the most the simplest one is thumb drive la, at least yeah. La. yeah. Hey, but uh, funny, bro, you bring this up because when I released my last uh, album with Orchestra in 2015, we played a show. 
said, life facts. So this guy came up to us and said, hey, sir, do you have vinyl? I said, I don't have vinyl. I've got CD. Yeah, but my computer no CD player. I said, <laughs> <laughs> that's a conspiracy now, right? Laptops don't have CD players. It's a, it's a, it's a fucking conspiracy. <laughs> so, ah, no, no, yeah. Terus jump, no, the CD tak boleh vinyl. But, you know, but that's the thing. That's why I think the vinyl culture, okay, because it's, there's a lot, people love, the, I don't know why. I, I'm a very simple music listener. The most immediate CD ke, thumb drive ke, I don't matter. I, I'm not like an audio, audio file, you know. Um, so much work just to, but you know, but but they they're also important. These guys keep, they buy right. Yeah, they keep, keep the, the collection. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the trend will come back. It, it's always a cycle. It's always a cycle. Like for example, at at one point of time, DJs were just focusing on stratos and so on, and now all of a sudden vinyls. I mean, all the disc things keeps going coming back and. Uh, well, it, it happens, man. It happens. I, I have a strong feeling my prediction five years from now, we're going to go back to CD player and cassettes. Lah. It's just a matter yeah. of time. <laughs> but they make, cool, they make cool decos, right? You can put it somewhere. Yeah. Exactly. You, can't put your, you can't put your Spotify playlist on, uh, on a shelf. You yeah. got to print it. Lah. No, <laughs> if you come up with this equipment, they're going to call it vintage, classic look and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And a couple of thousand price tag on it lah, for something really cheap. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Asbel, I got to let you go, man. Thank you so much, Thank man. It's been chatting with you after all these years. And once Thank again, you. ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to check out his uh, brand new up. His album's not out yet. It's coming up soon, uh, which is yes. John Bungie Blues. And uh, two singles have been out, which is uh, Lori Hantu and also Pengahasut Blues, right? Only two so far. Uh, right? no. Well, uh, well, officially, Lori Hantu is a single. Uh, Pengahasut Blues is, uh, is like the preview song. Actually, Preview another one early and before before the MCO. It's called Penipu. It's also on my. It's also from John Bangi Blues. Okay. Um, it's all my YouTube. Uh, just check on my YouTube. I mean, I'm trying to focus on one thing because I'm, I'm making videos and so so and also releasing my songs with lyrics. Now, I realize that's quite important. Just make a simple video with lyrics and you you know people if they they they're into the lyrics right. So I'll be doing that a lot on probably with the with the videos stuff too. So yeah. Cool, man. Cool. So remember, check it out on uh, YouTube. Subscribe to it. Asmil, you know, that's where you have to do it. But just in case, you, if you're not so into YouTube, you still have his songs in most of the other platforms. Any place on yeah. Yeah, but I think everybody does YouTube. So go for YouTube. Asmil, you know, click on subscribe. <laughs> and I wish you best of luck in this uh, album. Once as soon as you launch it, please do not forget to invite. And yes. uh, make, I'm looking forward for more of your tracks. And just in case you're going to make another music video that involves a tall, six foot, 120 kg Indian guy, you know who to call. Uh. Got it, man. <laughs> Take care, dude. You have a great day. Okay. See you now. Take care. Take care, Ciao. <laughs>